0: Welcome DanielsWindow.org where we watch and pray. My name is Jeff and I'm going to give you a word. I believe the Lord has downloaded to me today. We're in the United States of America. We're going through the coronavirus and people are running either in faith or they're running in, in fear. This one's entitled people are having a near faith fail. People are having a near faith fail. We do need to do what's practical we do need to wash our hands if we show any symptoms we do need to separate ourselves just as it did in the book of leviticus just as god says stand outside lest we all get sick and you know if you are sick and you are a christian and call an elder so they can come over and pray for you you need to not go to church and 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 uh, and stay well and, and and trust god but people are having a near faith fail and this is found in luke Chapter 22, verses 24 through 34. And this is not just a United States of America type thing. This is worldwide. And this is where Peter thinks he's a little bit more faithful than he thinks he is. So let's go ahead and um, I'm going to ahead and to start reading this. And commenting on how it's playing out in a version of us today. So Luke chapter 22, verse 24. And it says, also a dispute rose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest. So a dispute broke out. And we here in America, you know, many of us have been running on a platform called Let's Make America Great Again. And I believe in that platform. We do need to make it great again. We also need to make all the other nations great again. And the only way you're going to be great is when Jesus is Lord of your nation. When people are serving serving the one true God, Jesus Christ. And Every nation can be great when you worship Jesus when the church worship Jesus I'm not talking about a theocracy I'm not talking about you know a government Run religion. I'm talking about the church as Christians standing up and walking in faith But many people were right now We're having a, a dispute about which nation is the greatest nation and you probably have heard me say this great nation of ours Because God has called this nation a great nation, but he called Nimna in, in the scripture He told Jonah says go to this great nation uh, nation Nineveh. Well, that was a great nation. It means they had great breakthroughs They had great scientific breakthroughs maybe or or great building breakthroughs or whatever So you can't be a great nation. God calls those things out that are not as if they are And so we're a great nation too that needs a whole lot of help But right now just like the disciples are trying to try to figure out who is the greatest disciple many of us nations are trying to decide which nation is the greatest nation and that should not be it says then also dispute rose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest and then jesus said to them The kings of the gentiles lorded over them and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors And that is verse uh, 20, 25. so we're not supposed to be like the political system um, But we're rather the kingdom of God. We're not trying to drive people to you know to have to serve Christ or to obey you know our our laws or to obey our idea of grace and, and and so forth we're not supposed to be like trying to put ourselves in a position that we take control and, and and take power it's like a lot of people seem to you know seem to think that we need to do and some people think all Christians are going to do that if we have to say anything about uh, politics well God has called some people to politics we all should be involved in politics but politics is not our the answer of a of a great nation such as ours we got to be the church. we got to be a good neighbor. We've got to love God, all our heart, soul, mind, strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves to be a great nation. A great nation is not a great nation because of the laws. A great nation is a great nation because of the love we have for one another. And so we're not supposed to be like the political system. We're not supposed to be, you know, trying to jump in front and say, I'm a better person than you. You know, Jesus taught the disciples, quit trying to better one another. Rather, rather, you need to be, you know, serving one another. So we're going to verse 26. It says, but you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like that of the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. So if we're going to need to be the greatest in the nation, you know, if we're going to return to the greatest, then we need to be the greatest server. We need to serve one another rather than trying to put ourselves in a position as if we're better than somebody else, um, which is what's happening, and you know, in, in not only among the nations, but even among Christians, when it should not be so. So let's make Jesus and the church great again. How do we make Jesus and the church great again? Well, Jesus is always great, and so no matter if we think so or not, He is Lord. If if we choose Him or not, um, but we make the church. You know, Jesus and the church are great and by by the church going into repentance. We need to be repentant. If we don't live a life of repentance, then we cannot be great. We're not going to serve one another. We're going to serve ourselves. If we don't live a life of repentance, humility. Humility means we think the best of one another. It means we, you know, we think highly of one another. We don't go beyond what we have done and, you know, done in the name of the Lord. We don't go beyond our, our own giftings, our own establishments, but rather we think highly of what other people have accomplished. Uh, if we want to be great again as a church, then we need to serve one another, not lording over one another. You know, when when people, when people are born again, it says we're given a new heart, a new spirit, and no longer do we have to tell one brother, hey, let's go up together and worship the Lord, but we're all led by the Lord. You know, Jesus did give us apostles, a prophet, prophet evangelists, pastors, and teachers to teach us, but we do only have one true uh, teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. So I don't need to kick you down. I don't need to, to shake you by the shoulders and say, come on, let's go worship the Lord. If you're truly born again, you can hear the Lord for yourself. So I should, you know, lord over you i shouldn't try to control you or lead you i want to get you close to the holy spirit and so you can be led by the holy spirit more than anything else but too often we're trying to be leaders too often i want people to follow me or make disciples in my own image rather than making disciples of jesus christ so if we want to be the church be made great again and have our faith fail not um, then we need to do that we need to walk in faith hope and love during this in the trial this nation's going through. We the church got to walk in faith. we got to walk in hope and we got to walk in love, which means we can't be hoarders. It doesn't mean we just let anybody in and take whatever we have, but it means when we're moved to compassion, we're, we're led by the Holy Spirit, we let people in, we help people who can't help themselves or don't know Christ so we can lead them to Christ. If USA has become a great again, it will be as a church rises up and serves the people again. Verse 27. So let's go. Verse 27. It says, For, for who is greater than the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as who serves. So Jesus is the greatest of all because he served us eternal life. And you can't get any better than that. He gave us life. There's no greater love than a man who lays down his life for his brother." But we can serve where we can serve so we want to rise up and be that servant Christians be that servant rather than try to Lord over people <coughs> Excuse me. So for who is greater than the one is at the table at the servant it is not the one who is who, who is at the table But I am among you as one who serves in verse 28 It goes on and says you are the one who have stood by me in my trials so what does that mean? We're going to have trials and we're going to have trials at church. We are given to trials and tribulations. There's no amount of faith that you can have that avoid trials and tribulations. Faith is to help you walk through the valley of shadow of doubt, as I like to call it. It's called the shadow of the scripture. It says in a valley, valley of the shadow of death, but it's it's really the shadow of doubt is what we began. I mean, uh, well, let's go on here. And so we uh, are going to have trials. We are going to have to stand with Jesus Christ. People are going to accuse us of not being compassionate or being arrogant or ignorant or stupid because we're following this faith thing. We're following this Jesus thing. We believe that God heals. We believe in supernatural protection along with uh, practical ways that God has told us You know, to, to, to stay clear and clean, as I like to call it. Let's go on from verse 28. It says, You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom just as my father conferred on me so here's 29 it says we we have been given the gospel of the kingdom not just the gospel some people have taken the most important element of the gospel which is jesus lot jesus as our savior and there's no other way to the father that is the most you know that is the the narrowest part of the gospel the most important part of the gospel if you get everything else right but get that wrong then all is lost so you got to get that right but the gospel is a as much more than than just putting your faith that one day that you'll be saved and, and enter eternal life. But the gospel of the kingdom is everything is return of the, of the kingdom. We pray that kingdom come that will be done on earth as it is heaven. Now, I'm not talking about this idea of kingdom now theology. The kingdom of God is here. In fact, you must be born again to see the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is not going to be a political system where it's come down, like many people have believed, you know, victorious eschatology, where Jesus is waiting for us to take this world, then he'll come and be our savior. No, from the beginning, God put put man in the garden and again, he gave him a helpmate. You know, we the church is the bride of Christ. So the bride of Christ is not going to rule and reign down out here with the, without the last Adam, which is Jesus Christ. So, no, I don't believe in this. We're going to bring, bring about this political system of, of, of repentance and the kingdom of God and so forth, but we need to be the kingdom of God and teach the gospel, of, uh, the full gospel, of the kingdom of God, and not be afraid to speak, uh, you know, to speak, what Jesus has done for us. He's first and foremost and most important has given us eternal life. We believe in him, but he's given us healing. He's given us what we need to get by in this life and to help our neighbor. We need to believe you know, that Jesus came to, you know, to heal all that was lost, to save all that was lost, and there has been much that was lost. So let's go on to the next verse. Um, this is verse 30. So that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on the thrones, judging from the twelve tribes of israel so this is verse 30 says we must look beyond our own food and drink it will be supplied this is you know what i'm talking to you is prophetically so if you're looking for everything to be in context of this scripture then you're going to be not only disappointed but you may be angry but I'm not, speaking Ill, I'm not speaking against these scriptures. These scriptures are true. But God has given me a prophetic word on how we are here now. If you walk into a mall, where are we? You see this mall and you look on the oh, I'm over by Chasey pennies or over here by Sears. Well, I'm showing where we are as a, as a nation. Our faith is being shaken. Satan has asked to, you know, to shift our faith like, uh, like weed. Not only this nation, but all the nations of the world. So so, unless you have ears to hear, you're going to be really angry with me. You probably have already turned me off anyway. So if you're still with me, let's go on. Let's go to verse uh, it's thirty, talking about God is, is going to, you know, give us all. We don't have to worry about what we're going to eat and drink. And a lot of people right now are fearful, you know, and, and hoarding and 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 uh, taking all and staying in their house and says I can't share, I can't help. Uh, verse thirty one says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to shift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith um, may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. So Satan has asked to shift the church worldwide like wheat. Satan has asked to shift this world, you know, to to, to shake our faith, to see if it's really faith. You know, faith comes with a trial. Faith comes with a fight. Faith starts as a mustard seed, but we got to use that mustard seed. We've got to plant that mustard seed and that Plant, that mustard seed is planted in a good ground it grows up and it's a great place for all the birds of the world or, or, or people to be able to to flourish in that garden but faith is comes with a fight and so we got to be in that in that but Satan has asked to shift us and that fight is happening right now many people are are, you know are, are having a near faith fa- failure just like uh, Peter thought he was um, having an um, that thought he was gonna stand but he says are But Peter replied, but he implored, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison, you know, to go to prison and a death. And Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. And and Jesus goes on to some more, sir. So there's several things we can get out of there. Satan, like I said, Satan has asked to shift the church worldwide like wheat. Many people's faith right now in this coronavirus has been shifted. Many people believe that God heals or wondering if God really does heal, if God protects. Will God really protect us? You heard that God will keep you protected in the land of Goshen, wherever you are. But many people are beginning to doubt that. Satan has shifted them to show what you you truly believe. Because you don't truly believe because you're in church shouting hallelujah. You don't truly believe because everybody around you is, you know, is is worshiping God. You truly believe when you're left alone and looking at the enemy face-to-face, eye-to-eye, and wondering if God is going to bring you through this. That's how Satan shift us like wheat. We get in trials and tribulations, and we're wondering if we're going to make through this. But Jesus prayed for Peter that he makes it through this. But Peter had to go through it. So let's pray for one another that our faith will hold out, verse 32. We need to pray for one that our faith will hold out. Faith is not about getting more and more faith and big faith. I've I've taught, and I teach, you know, on on faith, that faith is, is a... We all have faith, just like we all have muscles. But do you have an enduring muscles? Do you have a saving faith? As as a lot of Baptists say, you have a saving faith. Do you have a faith that will take you from from A to Z? Do you have a faith that will take you from the beginning to the end? Do you have faith that will take you from the Alpha to the Omega? It's an enduring faith. And Satan has asked us has asked us shift that enduring faith, and many people are finding out that they that they do have faith, but when tribulation and trial comes, they've lost that faith. They receive it in the beginning with with great grandeur and great joy, but they have lost that faith because it was not in good ground; it was in rocky ground, and and so forth. But if, but those of us who have enduring faith, we can go from from beginning to the end. We can go through the trial and tribulations and be shaken, but not fall out. That when the storms comes and the storms beat upon the house, because our house is built upon the rock and not on sand, that we st- we continue to stand. And that's where we are right now. We as Christians and we as non christians you know, people as non-Christians in this as this nation in this world are having the storm hit us. But those of the Christians, we got to stand strong in faith because we are grounded and rooted in love and the love of God. For God so loved the world that gave his only begotten Son that who should ever believe him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you believe in everlasting life, that even if you do get sick, you know you don't lose, you still win. And because of that, we can stand no matter what look what we have, what enemy we have to look in the in the eye, whether it be coronavirus or flu or some other pandemic out there, we can stand and have done all stand. So let's pray for one another that our faith will hold out because there are some people that have weak faith right now there's some people that think oh, i'm going to make it through this and and this is just the beginning of the stages of this of this you know uh, pandemic uh, and so how long are we going to have to you know be without working how long can this nation go or your nation go i know many people are standing in faith now but what about if it goes a week or two weeks i believe it's going to go three weeks are you still going to be standing is your faith going to take you to the next 21 days you know, at least tell, you know, to Passover or to, uh, towards Easter. Easter, You're going to find out if, you know, if your faith is going to fail or not. Um, but I, many people are going to have a near faith failure, just like Peter had a near faith failure. His faith made it through. He denied Jesus three times, which is an unpardonable sin. Jesus said, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before God and his holy angels but the fourth time the fourth time when Jesus says go tell Peter and the disciples go tell Peter and the disciples you know that I have risen Peter was the, was the first one in the tomb Peter's you know passed on John John stopped at the tomb and Peter went in so the fourth time Peter did not deny Jesus in fact when the church grew three thousand one day Peter was the one that who gave the sermon he was the one that told people to repent so if you have denied Jesus in, in your life you know it's it's not a one-time deal repent and return to jesus and he'll receive you and you will know, receive you back into the fold in fact i don't you know you're not going to go to hell because you deny jesus one you want to go to hell because you continue to deny jesus and the one thing to do with you but peter responded the fourth time and and and, and came in but many people's faith are going to fail them right now you know many people believe that god is the healer jehovah Rapha. believe that that jesus heals or believe that god protects us from sickness and disease not that we negate the you know things he's also told us to do about cleanliness and washing our hands and so forth you know and and, and staying in faith and staying in hope but many people their faith is being tested so we need to pray for one another that our faith fail not or that our faith continues and takes us through the whole shifting process so when Satan is done shifting we're still there that everything else that should fall away that's not a god will fall away that our presumption you know of of, of being a great religious person our presumption of being holy our presumption of of being a great man of faith is being tested right now and you're gonna find out just how much faith you are and find out how much you trust in yourself and your own abilities rather than in Jesus Christ himself to get you through this as you walk through the valley, a shadow of doubt. Verse 32, then we'll be ready to strengthen our brothers and our sisters worldwide. This is with the promise that, that Jesus gave Peter. You know, when he's going through this trial, when Satan is shifted him like wheat, you know, it's, it's just like God's nature, you know, to tell you these bad things were happening, but I'll, I'm also going to give you a promise I'm going to bring you through. He told that to Adam and Eve, says this seed that you, the woman's going to have is going to crush the head of serpent. And here's Jesus doing the same thing, says Peter, you're going to make it through this because I've prayed and God answers every single one of my prayers. But you're going to have to go through the valley of shadow of doubt you're going to find out just how much you are flesh and how much you are spirit how much you trust in your own ability to stand strong and how much you're going to trust in 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 my ability to keep you standing to keep you strong so there will be times we'll be ready to strengthen our brothers and sisters worldwide so once we make it through this we as christians who who pass this test should be strengthened and then if you do fail this test, you also can be strengthened and, and and return of that faith and hope, and you too can go out this and strengthen you know other disciples and strengthen our brothers and sisters in Christ worldwide. Verse thirty three says there's going to be some humbling moments. This is where in Jesus or Peter. You know, thought he was strong, could stand on his own, found out So there's going to be some humbling moments in the next three weeks, the next 21 days. Some humbling moments that we thought we were strong enough and says, lest you think you're strong, you'll fall. So there's going to be some humbling moments to find out maybe you're not as strong or I'm not as strong in faith as we like to think we are. And uh, the, uh, verse 33, it says, many people will find themselves denying knowing Jesus because of social pressure. You know, if you're going to stand in faith, you are going to have to do it in front of everybody. And so there's gonna some people are are gonna take you as a threat, some people are gonna take you as, as a burden, some people are gonna take you as a hoax, a snake oil, or, or or sham or giving people false hope and, and they're gonna come against you. And so are you gonna still stand strong or are you gonna give in to the masses? You're gonna give in to social media, give in to social pressure and decide to keep Jesus quiet, to keep you know, keep it quiet that Jesus does heal and is willing to heal, that Jesus does protect and keeps us well of those who have surrendered to him, who put our faith in him. So the big thing is about surrender. And also in verse 33, it says there are going to be some humbling moments in the church, which we did talk about. And uh, well, I guess I had talked about that. So <laughs> be made well and be made whole in Jesus' name.